0: hey guys it's ed and i'm coming to you live from the drunk gossip studios here in new york city and there was a big milestone that i didn't even realize happened um drunk gossip actually turned one (laughs) one year ago i started this thing because it was a huge gossip day um there was just so much um Charlie Sheen and um, Lenny, uh, Lenny Dystra, or however you say his name, I don't even remember now. Uh, um, they, they were in the news. Quincy Jones was in the news. Um, the Six in the City feud was starting. It was just huge, huge, huge. And I just want to thank you guys so much for listening for the last year. We have so much more in store. Will and I have—we're um, officially starting to put together the Patreon. Um, it's in the early stages of development right now. Um, if you go to my Patreon, it's still going to say erotica. It's being switched over. Um, if you want, if, if this is something that you're interested in doing, just so you know, um, the deep dives like we did on Jesse Smollett, Christoph St. John, um, and, and many more—that's where they're going to go in instead of doing all, um, instead of a compilation episode, there's going to be all new segments and everything over on Patreon. Um, I believe, um, it's going to be $5. I'll, I'm going to sit with Will and and we're going to work everything out. Um, but if, if you really like those episodes, if you like the specials, um, head on over and support me. Um... And help will get a, a, a much-deserved raise. Hopefully he's not listening to this because he's going to use those words against me. <coughs> um, so, in addition to celebrating Drunk Gossip's one-year birthday, and I'm sure there was an easier way to say that. <laughs> Anyways, Lady Gaga won um, three Grammys last night, I believe. Maybe four. Um, it, I, there was one for Joanne, which... Um, I don't know, like... For those of you who've listened to Joanne, let's talk. Um, we can either talk on Patreon, we can talk on... Um, you can email me. Um, go to my Facebook, um, author Ed Anderson... Um, also, Eddie Anderson is the, the Patreon and my Facebook. I want to know what your thoughts are on Joanne and Lady Gaga, because I wasn't a huge fan of this, um CD at first. Some songs have grown on me. Um, Sinner's Prayer is one of my favorites. Just Another Day is great. Um, of course, I love um, Perfect Illusion. Um, Million Reasons. I'm actually... I have a, um, play and a book in the process of being written, um, but Joanne just was not one of those that I loved. Um, so there's that. Um, she won some awards for her work in The Star is Born, Shallow took Record of the Year, And this is what she had to say about that. Um, I gotta thank God. Thank you for looking out for me. Thank you for my family at home. I love you. If I don't get another chance to say this, I just want to say I'm so proud to be part of a movie that addresses mental health issues. They're so important. And a lot of artists deal with that, and we gotta take care of each other. So if you see somebody that's hurting, don't look away. And if you're hurting, even if it might be hard, try to find that bravery within yourself to dive deep and go tell someone and take them up in your head with you. I love you. Thank you so much to the Grammys. And I think it's really important when she said, um, you know, we have a lot of fun with the salacious gossip here. Um, You know, the Jeff Bezos story is huge. Um, you know, and there's just all this really cool stuff, but let's, let's take a minute and actually talk about mental health. Um, it's, it's one of those things that is so stigmatized in our society that it's scary because, you know, we have people killing themselves. Kate Spade last year, um, Anthony Bourdain. I'm sure there are more recent examples that are just failing me at this point, um, even, even Christophe St. John allegedly had an alcohol overdose and, and this sort of stuff can be avoided if we just talked about mental health and if we made it okay to ask for help and you know and it sounds like I'm preaching and maybe I am a little bit but instead of making people feel bad about needing help Let's lift them up. Let's let's say it's okay to be weak. It's okay to need help. It doesn't mean you're weak if you need help. It just means you're human. And we're all human. And I'm going to go. And I'm going to be right back. If you need help. Please reach out to somebody you love. If you, if, if you don't want to reach out to any of them. Reach out to me. Um, you have all my platforms. Author at Anderson. Um, across the board. That's. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon, um, BookBub. It, they all have the same handle. All you have to do is look up author ed Anderson, and you will find me somewhere. Or you can always email me at ed at, at com. Now I'm really going to go and I will be right back. And I'm back. Um, one of the things I wanted to talk about, um, is with the exclusive um deep dives. We're gonna go into like, um, the National Enquirer and their tactics of gathering stories and what's happening. Um, that's gonna be one of the first stories. However, the celebrity, on um, the celebrity conspiracy theory episode, is going to be readily available. The book is going to be readily available. Um. To everybody. Um. Patrons who spend fifteen or more will have early access to the book. But for now, let, um, let's talk a little bit more about the National Enquirer. Um, you guys know, obviously, I love celebrity gossip. It's what I wanted to do since I was knee high to a silk stocking. I don't know what that means either. <laughs> But in any case, um, you know I, I really do love the celebrity gossip. Um, that's why I had Generation Gossip. Um, it's why I have Drunk Gossip now. I I believe that you can do celebrity gossip in such a way where it's not exploitative, and it's it's done with some some respect. Because celebrities are humans, believe it or not, and they do deserve some respect. I, you know, my belief is that they choose to live, their, if they choose to live their life in public, that's that's their choice. But you don't have to follow them around constantly. And trust me, um, you know, I told the Idina Menzel story, not because, you know, I wanted to brag. But because I, that was such a sweet encounter. She's such a sweet woman. Um, I've also run into Jill Zarin, who was a little bit of a diva and but very still very sweet. Um, I'll tell that story. Um, this March, when I go to, um, Disney, uh, I'm planning a planning on an episode, um, with Dave and I. Dave is my best friend. Uh, and he wants to do an episode with me, so. But back to the National Enquirer. They are not very respectful. They will. Uh, they, they, The way they gather their news is kind of frightful, actually. As we learned with the Jeff Bezos story, they were trying to blackmail him. Um, we learned with Donald Trump that he, they would buy stories and kill them to help. Trump win the White House. In Bezos' case, I think they were trying to cover up something else. But and whatever the case is here, <coughs> um, allegedly, uh, Lauren Sanchez's brother is the one who sold the racy text to the National Enquirer. Now, one first of all, one wants to know why... Her brother, how her brother got a hold of those texts in the first place, there, there's only one reasonable explanation for this, and that, she gave them to him to sell. That's the only thing that makes sense. Now, for his part, he does deny doing that. He says, no, 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 I had nothing to do with this. But it's a little suspicious. You know what else is a little suspicious? John Fine, the general counsel for American Media Incorporated, was the one writing these emails to Jeff Bezos and his counsel. Now, why is this such a big thing? The answer is simple. It's a big thing because John Fine used to be uh, an executive at... Amazon! My friend Lee Goldberg. I call him my friend even though we're only really Facebook friends I and mean, we've never actually spoken. Um, but we're Facebook friends and it counts. It counts in real life. Um, here's what he had to say. I'm shocked that it was. John Fine, AMI's deputy general counsel, who wrote the alleged extortion letter to Jeff Bezos. Why? Because John was a top executive at Amazon for years and traveled extensively on the company's behalf, as I gathered, an ambassador of sorts. I met him dozens of times while he was at Amazon and dined with him at least at several. I dined with him at several conferences. He was the Amazon exec I dragged into a Seattle bar at AWP to meet with. The uh, authors' guild to try to convince them Amazon publishing wasn't run by Satan. He charmed everyone in the room. I always found him to be gregarious, enthusiastic, funny, smart, and a huge Amazon cheerleader. So I can never figure out what his actual role at the company was. But that, but I got the impression that he and Bezos were close friends and had been for a long time. It must have been a nasty parting for him to do this to Bezos. And now we're getting into more of the story. I swear to Jesus, I am writing this novel Jackie Collins style. <coughs> because this is just getting too damn good now. I mean, it was good when Jeff Bezos was just like, Mm-mm, bitch, you ain't blackmailing me. And now we find out that the one who was blackmailing him was his former buddy. What the actual fuck? Add in the fact that Lauren Sanchez's brother is just the one who allegedly sold the story. And you just have a powder keg waiting here. I mean, the only thing better would be a twist that it was actually Bezos' wife who did this. And, ooh, girl. If you did this, you have... Mm, yes, please. Alright, guys. I'm gonna go and I'll be right back. And I'm back. So... You know, being gay in America is very, very difficult. Um, not in so much for me because... I, I'm a white gay male. But the important part of that sentence is... White male. It, of course, I've run into trouble. Um, living here in the city... Um, I've been... Someone has tried to mug me. And, and that sort of stuff. But it's not... When they mugged me, it wasn't because I was gay. It was because they wanted my phone. Um, so that's just the way it is. And that seems like I'm being really crass or blasé. But I'm not. At least I'm not meaning to. Um, what I'm what I'm leading up to, though, is the Jussie Smollett story. Thirteen days ago, Jesse was attacked by two men of MAGA hats. Um, They called him all sorts of nasty names, including um, Black Fag, and told him he was going to die. Allegedly, they poured some sort of unknown substance. Um, Some some places are reporting that it was bleach. Um, But an official account has not been released as of yet that I'm aware of. And I've been following the story pretty closely. Um, Some people were starting to try to say that Jesse must be lying because he wouldn't turn over his phone records to the police. And here's the thing. It wasn't that he wouldn't turn over his phone records. That's not what they asked for. What they asked for was his phone and it wasn't that he refused to turn it over. He just said, I can't be without my phone for several hours. Which is completely understandable. He's an in-the-band actor and singer. And he has to be able to communicate with people. If he doesn't have his phone, how is he going to communicate with people? So he and his manager um, worked with the police. The police have the records. And the police were on the record as saying that Jesse's statements are con- um, concise I'm actually pulling up the exact words for you right now. Chicago PD has reportedly said that they find Jesse's account of what happened that night consistent and credible. Superintendent Johnson has been clear from day one that Jesse is a victim. We are continuing to work closely with the Chicago Chicago PD and remain confident that they will find Jesse's attackers and bring them to justice. I'm not so confident about that last part. Here's why. Not because I don't think that the police are capable. I think well, police officers are very capable. They're very good, um, and I believe most of them are good people who don't hate anybody. They go to work to do a job. Whatever their personal views are outside, I don't think they really let it taint them. But there are a few who will shoot a, a unarmed black man for no good reason. Excuse me. Um my concern here is more that these attackers weren't caught already. We're 14 day almost 14 days into this investigation. And we really don't have any solid leads to go on. We, you know, we've seen some fuzzy pictures, we've been um we know that there's an account of at least one man waiting outside with a rope hanging out of his pocket inquiring as to when Jesse was going to be there but we haven't had any arrest and the longer it takes for an arrest to happen, the more doubtful it becomes that they that these people will be found. now of course we don't want someone innocent going to jail but we do want... We, we do want people, we do want these attackers found. And the sooner the better. This is just like a murder investigation. I mean, obviously Jesse wasn't murdered, thank God. But soon people's memories are going to start to get fuzzy. Things might get distorted. And eventually we just won't care whether or not these assholes were found. Because there's going to be a new crime. Something else to be angry about. So I really hope that we can bring. Just these attackers to justice. I'm just not sure we can. I'm going to go. And I will be right back. And I'm back. So. This is going to be a drunk writing. Segment. I really love the drunk writing segments. Um, we might do more. Um, over on the patreon because it's they're just really so much fun for me. Will's gonna make me use production notes for those but I digress. <clears throat> so one of my favorite authors is John Krisham. I this probably doesn't shock people maybe it does a little bit because I do love Jackie Collins so much and they seem to be very very different writers and they are and that's why I love them both. Jackie is the one I most want to emulate because she's the one closest to my own style naturally. But John Christian just, you know, he builds the tension in. He's the kind of writer that I wish I could be. So he was on a podcast. Um, and he said something that was kind of interesting. Um, the podcast is called Wrongful Conviction. And he said that Junkerson told the host that he scours the New York Times obituaries for story ideas. And that's how he started writing The Innocent Man. Um, here's his exact quote um, this is about Ron Williamson, um, the main person in, in The Innocent Man. He was my age, my same background, and I read that he had come within five days of being executed for a murder he did not commit. To write these fantastic stories about people you've never heard of, I always check out the obituaries. Which is a great, great resource. I never should would have thought about that. See, most of my ideas either just pop into my head or, you know, I'll, you know, because I'm always reading. I'm always doing something. And then I get inspired. Um... For my true crime book... For my true crime book... Love... Love you to death... I got the idea because... Um... He who... He who does not exist... A.K.A. Stalker... Was really into true crime... And... He wanted to read with me... So I had bought a couple of true crime books... Um... For us to read and share and talk about... And... You know... I, I avoided it to a point because it just didn't seem like my type of thing. And then I kind of started, um, I, I asked for vulgar favors the assassination of Gianni Versace for Christmas. Uh, last year. And Dave and his husband bought it for me. And I read it and it was so salacious and so good. And... Juicy. It was very gossipy. And I was like, oh my god. I could write this. And just in an FYI, there will be a lot of true crime episodes that go straight to Patreon. That's happening. Just so you know. So anyways, I think that means, you know, so with lovey to death, I was kind of looking for something to do that was kind of anti-Valentine's Day. Um, and it turned out that what I, really wanted, what I was really looking for was to write a true crime book. And I, I found a story, um, it's of Ruth Snyder, very, very intriguing story. Um, she, this was back in the 1940s, um, in New York. Basically, she killed her husband. She and her lover killed her husband, and I was like, "Oh my god! Like this is totally something I could do." And then, so then, I started finding more stories, and um, I wrote I wrote a part that was about the murder in in Celebration, Florida, which used to be owned by Disney. And that didn't really fit in with the rest of the book, so that's gonna go somewhere else. But I was like you know, my style is very gossipy and, you know, very relatable and let's talk about this. And so that's what I started doing. And if you look at Vocal, they have me writing a lot of true crime because people actually love, they really respond to my true crime articles. And it's just one of those things where I'm like, oh my goodness, like, I'm really touched that people love it. Um. I just finished up the last chapter before I do my edits and publish hopefully on Thursday. If not, it'll be next, um within the next couple weeks that I publish Love You to Death. Um But the one um the one I just finished up was one that just kinda like, oh I might actually steal this for myself and whip it into a whole other, um, into a fiction story. And kind of the same thing with, um, the Jeff Bezos story. I'm really wanting to whip that into something, into a Jackie Collins-esque novel, because I just think it would be a lot of fun. And people say, well, you know, aren't you worried that you're, you're going to confuse your fans or you're not going to sell as much because you keep genre hopping? No, I'm not worried about that at all, to be honest. And I'll tell you why. First of all, my fans are the best in the world. Um, But I'm also at the very beginning of my career. Yes, I've been writing for nine years now, but I've not really published that often or that much. And what I have published hasn't really made a mark. So what I'm more concerned about right now is getting the material out there, seeing what people like, and seeing how I can make it even better for them. And speaking of making things better for that, for people, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna be right back. And I'm back. So, over this weekend, um, on Saturday, February 9th, Jennifer Aniston celebrated her 50th birthday. (coughs) We all love Jen. And we all remember how Jen went from rising sitcom superstar to scorned woman when brad pitt her husband cheated on her with angelina jolie it was the new love triangle for the millennials it was the um debbie reynolds elizabeth taylor Eddie Fisher storyline with a, a new set of people. Jin was cast as America's sweetheart. Angelina Jolie was cast as the heartless vixen. And Brad Pitt was the wandering husband who didn't know that he was doing wrong. After, after the after. On Brad and Jen divorced. Brad and Angelina stayed together and eventually got married. In 2016, they called their marriage off and split. Since then, Angelina has made it her mission to drag and degrade and then whatever she can do to destroy Brad Pitt. Whereas when, Angel, when Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt divorced, it was very amicable. Um, maybe there were hurt feelings, maybe there were being words exchanged during the actual divorce. But they've been nothing but friendly and supportive to each other ever since. And, I mean, really, that's the adult way to handle things. So, with, with all that being said... Um, for her 50th birthday, Jen decided to send out the invitation just to, you know, just to see if he would actually show up and he did. Um, and blind, blind gossip had a whole item about it, how they were trying to figure out does he just not go and and not piss off Angelina? does he try to sneak in? Or does he blatantly flaunt? And risk her wrath. Well, he risked her wrath. Um, He didn't really flaunt it. You know, he showed up. People knew he was there. A couple of sources. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) One year still coughing. Nothing's changed. Um, Sorry about that. um, A couple of sources caught him in there. And I actually caught, like, you know, ooh, he shouldn't have been there. Um, but, but they got pictures. There was a social media ban at this party. Um, in order to just protect everyone, everyone wanted to have a good time. Kate Hudson kind of broke the rules. She took a picture of her, um, Gwyneth Paltrow, and Jennifer Aniston. And posted it, I believe, to Instagram. But other than that, everyone followed the rules. Um, And there were a bunch of stars there. Katy Perry was there. Um, The aforementioned Gwyneth Paltrow and Kate Hudson. Orlando Bloom, George Clooney. um, Both of whom Brad Pitt hung out with. He and Jen had a moment where they hugged. They talked a little bit. You know, but it was very friendly. There was nothing salacious or anything like that. But you know that the gossip mill is going to start turning. And any day now, I'm expecting lines from at least Crazy Days and Nights, if not blind gossip themselves, stating that um, Brad and Jen are together. This will be followed by tabloid covers breathlessly anticipating the announcement that Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt have reconciled after all these years and it's a big fuck you to Jennifer um to Angelina Jolie. Here's the truth. I, I do believe that Brad and Jen love one another. But they're at two different stages in their lives. Jennifer Aniston doesn't want kids. You know, and she's made that perfectly clear. She's happy without them. Um She's. She says she's not good at marriage. She doesn't want to be married again. Brad has as as I mentioned. Brad has six kids. Um, he smoked or smokes weed. And um, if you if you go by the the gossip blogs, which nine times out of ten, here's the thing. So there are tabloids, like okay and. Um closer to a, to an extent, the National Enquirer to an extent where they will publish lies, anything to sell, another magazine cover that's why Jennifer Anderson has been pregnant fifty times in the last two years at least once a month she's she's pregnant, but mysteriously never has the baby um you know, the Pointer, well, anytime someone looks less than perfect or older than 25 years old, they have six months to live. I mean, Cher's been dying since the 90s. And let me tell you, that woman does not age. I want to know what Cher's secret is, and it's not just good genes. Mm-mm. Let me tell you. <laughs> But, you know, they'll publish anything to sell a couple more copies of their their rag. But the actual gossip blogs, um, Crazy Days and Nights, it it did get a reputation of being a little out there, a little on the tabloidy side. But I'll be damned if every single one of his posts have not come um, to light and not been proven true. And there's a reason for that Because they actually have Sources and they actually Dig in and look And they see what's happening um, Blind gossip, same thing So if, if If they're saying it Then I might actually Put a little bit of credit behind there um, so That's not where I was going with that I'm oh, sorry, I, I kind of got distracted. This is why Will wants me to use production notes, and this is why I never will, because I like getting sidetracked a little bit. <laughs> um, so, yes, if, if one of those two do say it, I might give it a little bit more credit. But my actual point was if you believe, if you listen to the gossip blogs, and for the most part, I think you should, um, then you would know that Brad Pitt is bisexual. And while he's been rumored to be dating Charlize Theron, they're saying that he is actually more interested in exploring something with a guy. Now, he'll never talk about that publicly. At least not for a while. Um... And the the rumor at the time of the breakup with Angelina Jolie was she caught him in bed with another guy. Now, that wasn't what what, was the camel that broke the straws back. Um, Because, allegedly, they and Will and Jada um, Smith also have an open relationship. Um, what, What broke the camel's back was that... Um, it was a very intimate moment where they were cuddling and kissing and not just porn sex, for lack of a better way of putting this. Um, so that's, uh, that's kind of why I'm thinking that at this point, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston probably won't get back together. Um, and I think we should encourage them to be friends. Prove... ...that this age-old adage that men and women can't be friends is wrong. And... I'm about to prove people wrong... ...who say I talk too much. Yes, I realize I have gone on for ten minutes now. But, you know, this shit happens sometimes... ...especially when I get sidetracked and don't use production notes... ...which I never will because Will's wrong. And I think you guys enjoy me... ...going off and telling you about all this other stuff. (laughs) Um... Once again, it, um, as I said at the top of the show, if you have mental health issues and you don't feel like you can reach out to anyone in your life because they're going to judge you or they won't be there for you, please reach out to me. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, author Ed Anderson. Um, with Twitter, it's actually author Ed A. Um, but you're feel free to reach out to me let me know that you're a drunk gossip listener and that you just need to talk or you can email me ed at author ed at author um and for now i have to go have a production meeting with william he is going to present me with some options so i am going to lift my martini glass and say cheers.